so there you are you're riding along it's all connected together it feels good and then you ask for something different and well all of a sudden it doesn't feel that great at all in fact it feels like the bottom just fell out of everything and lo and behold your horse has gone and hollowed his back Hi there, my name is Lauren Deleeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help you create a plan with every ride and to get into the arena and actually feel a little bit inspired about what you're going to be doing on that particular day with your horse. We create this podcast each and every week, giving you ideas that you can work with with your horse and I suppose just to make sure that it's not the same monotonous circle that you are riding every single time that there's actually something different you and your horse are doing you're working on specific topics and more than that that you actually understand how you are going to first of all make that happen and how you're going to communicate it to your horse so as you can better your communication with each other have better conversations that's what it's all about that's why we do this um, if you want to find out more and particularly the half halt if you're interested in learning a little bit more and using a free training to get you kind of going a little bit more and having better conversations with your horse you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt and you can pick up as i said it's an absolutely free training and i will send that to you and you can either listen on your horse or off your horse it's entirely up to yourself but either way it'll get you pretty instant results in your half halt but let's bring that back to today our topic of hollowness and particularly where it comes to your horse's back when you are riding him so what does this look like well first and foremost it looks exactly as it sounds. It's almost like the horse's back is no longer supported anymore by the horse's, can we say legs? And I know that sounds strange, but think about this. When your horse's back end, his hindquarters, when that is working underneath him, where we really want it to work him, and when it's underneath him, it's driving things forward. When that's there, your horse is going to look different than when that back end disengages and comes out behind okay now couple that disengagement so the back end has kind of fallen out behind of you okay and the front end i want you to think about this the head and neck very often comes up okay and it's like the shoulders they almost brace again so instead of getting that lovely lightness through the shoulders the shoulders almost become a little bit stuck and a little bit braced okay and very often, it really, it looks like a camel. Okay? It's like that camel look um, that your horse gets. And it, it really, you can feel it. It doesn't feel good. It feels, you can definitely, like there's a, a complete difference. And there's also, it feels like there's a lot of resistance. Um, because remember, in order to hollow out through their back, the horse then has to almost shift where they are balancing or how they are balancing themselves. And very often that comes onto the hand as well. Okay, And you'll feel this definite resistance through your hand um, as you are working with your horse. Now, why does your horse do this? Well, the big reason dun, 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 is you. I know, hey? And here we were thinking it was the pesky horse. No, honestly. So very often what I see is a lot of riders, they get so focused on trying to make the horse do something, okay? So maybe this is you know, th there's always this on the bit, he's on the bit, or whatever it is they're trying to make the horse do, okay? And remember, riders are very much focused on what they can see in front of them. So they're very much focused on the horse's head and neck, maybe the shoulders, but more the horse's head and neck. And I would even say their own maybe hands and arms as well, okay? 
It's the bit that they can see, the visual bit, the screen that's playing in front of them at that moment, okay? And in doing so, they forget that it's actually all to do with the bit they can't see. And it's more the feel of what's happening underneath them. So they lose that. They, I suppose they put their focus on the wrong thing by trying to achieve something. And in doing so, very often, their position goes for a ball. Now, I know, how basic is this? Eh? But this is the truth. This is what happens. So their position goes for a bit of ball because usually they're kind of gripping up and they're ooh, hunkering in and they're twisting and shoving and doing all sorts of funny maneuvers up there in the saddle in order to get something out of the horse. And by doing all this, they end up that they are no longer balancing themselves. And what happens? Well, they fall back on the saddle. So very often it looks like the lower leg has gone too far forward or too far back. But usually in my experience it's too far forward and they end up coming back onto the saddle. And in doing so, they become very heavy. Okay, so it's almost like now instead of you carrying yourself, you've become a bit of a dead weight up there. And very often the horse will hollow out against this. Now, if you couple this with the fact that from that incorrect position, you are no longer effective. Okay, remember your position is important because it is the place where you are most effective in communicating with your aids to your horse. That's why your position is so important. So if you get into the, the crinkled up, the like, I don't know, the funny kind of hunched in, hunkered down, hamsterish, whatever it is going to be for you position, you're no longer effective, which means there's no longer any energy coming through. So couple that. So now the back end on its own is going to disengage. But not only that, the where you're now becoming heavy in the saddle and where you're no longer balancing yourself, you're probably going to use what for balance? Oh yes, oh yes, your reins a little bit, okay? So that is like kind of worst case scenario, but I do find that the hollowness very often tends to come from that. Now, where this would be more subtle and where riders seem to, so obviously it becomes very obvious if you're looking at somebody and that is the situation, but it can be more subtle than that. Sometimes riders get too heavy through their seat. So now they want to communicate through the seat and instead of thinking light and refined, it's like they want to scrub because maybe the point's not getting across. <laughs> so I think if your seat, if your point is not being made with your seat, you have to rather use your other aids to back up your seat initially until you can then refine the other aids to the point where the point can be made with your seat. That's a lot of points, okay? But think about it this way. If your horse, for example, was not listening to your half halt, now instead of you like really ducking down and I see people, it's like, it's like they, they're like little hamsters up there in the saddle trying to like, ooh, you know, and they, they, it's like they're squeezing everything together just to get the horse to listen to their seat in the half halt. Don't. Rather, think about having that lovely, subtle seat aid, but then being, a, a, I suppose, applying a little bit more pressure with your other aids. And over time, allowing the pressure to let up a little bit with your other aids, so as your seat aid can be heard more clearly, okay? So think of it that way. You want to kind of backtrack this a little bit, to turn it around in your head. When you become a little bit too heavy-handed with your seat aids, it very often is uncomfortable for the horse. And not only that, when you become very forceful with your seat aids, it has a direct impact on the rest of your body. Because remember, the seat is basically the middle of your body. It's your whole core. That's what your seat is. So when you're busy twisting and moving and tensing and I don't know what else you're going to be doing, digging a hole up there with your seat bones or with your seat and your core, 
you are inevitably affecting the rest of your body, which is going to affect, again, bringing it back to the position, but not only that, that balance of aids, it's all going to be affected by the fact that you're getting a little bit too heavy through the seat. So you need to think about being soft and being light through your seat. Yes, you can still have hold through your seat, but it doesn't mean you're trying to turn the Titanic with your seat, okay? You have other aids. You can definitely make a plan with your other aids, okay? And then over time, you can kind of lessen the other aids as your horse becomes more clear and becomes more responsive to your communication. Okay, so now that we all know it's our own fault, no, obviously this is when we've checked and made sure that there aren't other things going on with the horse. Sometimes it could be something as basic as your horse is maybe a little bit weak through his stifles or something like that and it's a physical issue that's causing this, okay? So we're not always to blame, but but there's a good chance, okay, um, that it might be, if you just looked a little bit more closely as you're riding, you might get it there, okay? So let's take those back. Now, I need you to start understanding what self-carriage is. And self-carriage, I feel, if you're going to make self-carriage happen in your horse, it has to happen in you, the rider, first, okay? You're leading the way, team leader, hey? So you need to really and truly understand self-carriage. What I'm going to do in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to link back to last week's episode. We talked about self-carriage there, and there's also another week um, long time ago that we also were talking about self-carriage, so we're going to get there, okay? And then what we need to start doing is building this throughout our rides. So you need to, again, focus on the fact that you are being soft. So let's take the transition from walk into halt. That's a very basic transition, okay? Very often, riders get heavy through that transition. They hunker down. They hunker into that walk, okay? I want you to rather think about lightening up. Think about it. Your horse's back end has to close in underneath you in order for him to remain balanced and light through the halt and that's what we want so you could work on that in the arena today working on the fact that you are not getting heavy through the halt and causing your horse to hollow out this is it's a it's a big kind of an area where you see this a lot you'll see the horse resist and just hollow out it turns into the real camel okay and so by doing that by asking and kind of refining it it's first of all it's slow enough that you can really figure out step by step literally second by second way what am i doing here that didn't feel so hot and then make those little mini adjustments in order to make it better and then from there use that use what you've learned through that transition in the rest of your transitions and in the rest of your riding as well now the other thing you can do as i said earlier is pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt there's an absolutely free training in there for you all about the half halt which almost touches on this as well and will help you improve this with your horse and all this month over on daily strides premium we are working through the self-carriage theme so if this is something that interests you you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join you can join us there we'd absolutely love to have you okay have a great one keep well and i'll chat to you soon be good bye